All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is October 27th, 2022 and week 195. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, well, Welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the two spirits. Last week, we hit on baptism and a little bit about the spirit. But this week, we'll be taking a deep dive into what these two spirits are talking about. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Uh, thank all of you guys for tuning in, those of you who will join in. So let's go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for this life, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for um, everything that you give us, Lord, our friends, our families, our loved ones, uh, the clothing, the, the food, the shelter, the air we breathe, or the, the trees, everything that we, we find ourselves taking for granted. Lord, we thank you for the animals that you place here. Lord, we thank you for even the annoying things, the flies, Lord, with all the things that you put here, uh, even, that, even though they might annoy us at times. Lord, we understand that to everything, there's a reason, uh, there's a purpose for it. And so, Lord, we, we thank you. Uh, help us, Lord, to grow in love. Help us to grow in compassion and understanding um, and thankfulness and gratefulness. Help us, Lord, to be the people that you're calling for, Lord. Just help us to get to a higher level. Lord, we don't want to continue to think the same way that we have always thought, Lord. Just help us to grow and be better. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that something would be said that would encourage us, that would keep us running, Lord, as never before, that would uh, set us on the right track if we have gone astray. Oh, we're praying that no matter what happens to us, help us to remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Melvin said it, we did talk about the blood last week. We talked about water baptism and receiving the blood of Jesus. And so as uh, I did, I did mention that we were talking about the spirit. And so we will cover that tonight. So two different spirits that we're going to deal with tonight. Uh, I pray and, and, and I hope that God would help me to articulate this to you, to uh, communicate this to you uh, as to the best of my ability, uh, my mind always when I'm thinking of something to talk about or when God puts something on my heart, my mind goes to so many different scriptures, so many different places. Um, and I won't try to give you all of that because it's not possible. Um, it is, it, you know, Jesus or excuse me, God, even himself, he could have made the entire world in one day. He could have made everything in the world in one day. He could have made it all in one second, less than a second. The, the smallest amount of time we can think possible, God could have did it faster than that. Uh, so if you, <laughs> you want to understand what I said, you might have to go back and listen to that again. Uh, uh, but, you know, God can do 
everything as fast as he desires to, however he chose to do it in time. And so I want you to recognize whenever something is talked about, whenever uh, something is discussed, it's not about giving you every piece of information that can go with that lesson. Um, it, it's more about presenting something that I feel is sufficient for the time. Um, Jesus could have told his apostles a lot of things. However, he chose to keep some back and tell them at the appropriate time. So with that in mind, we're going to look at some things tonight. Uh, I want to start here um, in the book of Ephesians. Uh, let, let's start with that first verse that I gave you, Mel. I can't remember if I gave you chapter six or if I chapter gave you chapter one. one verse because, 13. All right, let's go there because I, I've been looking at really some in every single chapter in the, in the book of Ephesians. If you have time, um, all of you guys, whenever you get an opportunity, read the book of Ephesians. Um, it, is, it is a really incredible book has a lot of good information. So let's pick up Ephesians chapter one and verse 13. And from there, we'll move to Ephesians chapter two and verse two. But I just want to introduce this before we start really getting into it. Let's pick up, let's pick up verse 13 here. And really quickly, we have three comments. David says, good evening, everyone. Hope you're having a great day in the Lord. Kiara says, praise the Lord. Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers. God bless. So praise the Lord to you, to you three. Thank you so much for tuning in. I see we just got another one. Oh, Kiara is tagging other people. Thank you so much for helping spread the word. And if you get a second, like and share the video so it can reach as many people as possible because this stuff is really important. You know, we share all of the negative news. Let's spread some positivity. Let's spread the word of God. So uh, we'll be starting in Ephesians chapter one and verse 13. And whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. Mm -hmm. the gospel of your salvation and whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Now here, I, I, I wanted to come here to introduce the first spirit. Uh, I would, I would argue it's the most important spirit, the spirit that we need, the spirit of God. He talks to us about it and he talks about how, uh, this group of people that he was writing to, uh, one of my pastors, he, he talked about how sometimes we read other people's letters, other people's mail, because somebody's going to read this and they feel that they already have the Holy Spirit. But that is not always the case. Somebody who reads this might not actually have the Spirit. So he's talking to a group of people who have received his Spirit. This is the first Spirit. Um, read down, read, read that next verse for us before we move. I actually want to move to another place, but read that, read that next verse for us. Which in the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. You know, God giving us his spirit, that's just where it begins. That's just the beginning of what he has for us. This is not the end. This is not all to expect. You know, there's so much more that God is going to reveal to us and God is going to show to us 
but he first gives us his spirit so that his will can be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We need his spirit. We need, we, we talked about the blood last week. We received his blood, but now we need his spirit to strengthen us, the Bible says, where we're weak. You know, uh, when uh, we, we use a lot of different things to strengthen ourselves. We use food. Uh, we, we all know if you don't eat something, if you don't drink something nutritious, whether it be a protein shake or, or some type of nutritional drink or nutritional food, if you don't consume something, you will become weaker. I don't care how big, how strong, how tall, how fast, whatever, you will become weaker. We use different things to strengthen ourselves, Some, especially guys and women do it a lot too. Uh, but we think about how people go to the gym to strengthen themselves. We do different exercises. Uh, we do different stretches. You know, there's a lot of things we use to strengthen our physical condition. But what we need in the spiritual realm is the spirit of God to be strengthened. There are things that we look at God say, and we say, man, I, I can't do that. Yeah, you probably can't because you have not been strengthened by his spirit. That's what his spirit comes to do, to help you, to enlighten you, to open your eyes, to open your understanding, to give you things that on your own, you will not have. It does not matter how smart you are. And I, and I use that all the time because, especially us in the United States, we feel that we're, we're the best, you know? And uh, people, I guess people should to a degree, but we feel sometimes uh, if we're not careful, we'll start to feel we're better than someone else. Um, but I don't care how, how good you are how well you are at a certain thing. If you don't have his spirit, you will be weak. You will be weak. But now I want to go and pick up before we keep getting into that. I do want to go over to chapter two and pick up that second spirit, chapter two. And actually, let's start in verse one. I said verse two, but let's start in verse one. Ephesians two and at verse two. So now we have already established the first spirit, which is God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now, it's God's spirit. But there's also another spirit. I know somebody out there, you're smart. You already know what it is. You've been in the Word. But we're going to deal with it. Pick, it, pick us up in verse 1, Mill. All right, Will, do we have two more comments, one from Angela and one from Danielle. Um, they both says they both say good evening. So good evening. Praise the Lord. Hope you guys get something out of the message. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Ephesians chapter two and verse one, and you have he and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, mm -hmm. wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the mm -hmm. spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now there's another spirit. <laughs> there's a spirit working in a lot of people. And it has worked in you and I. You, you know, sometimes, Melvin, sometimes people will ask me, 
do you believe in people being possessed? <laughs> and um, that's a good question. There are spirits at work every day. And, you know, whenever people ask me that, I'm always thinking in my mind, you don't even know, but you've been possessed. You might not even know that. Most of the time, people won't know that. If somebody asks, do you believe people can be possessed? Usually, they don't realize. Uh, and, and we've all been there, so I'm not trying to put anyone down, but we've all been there. We have been possessed with the spirit of disobedience. Notice something now. He said, he told us right here in verse two, he said, wherein in time past you, which ye means you, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, which is the devil, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, in time past, and some of us still in the prison, we are walking in the spirit of the devil, which is a spirit of disobedience. You know, the devil knows all of God's laws. He knows exactly what God wants us to do. He's been around long enough to know. He studied the word of God. He knows the word of God better than I do. He knows the word of God better than you do. See, if he didn't know the word of God, see the devil, you know, us as people, we go and we talk about things that we don't know about. We try to go and tell somebody something and we haven't studied it. We haven't learned about it. We haven't uh, even been educated on it. But the devil now, he knows the word of God. He knows it. But you know what? He still, and he, know, he knew Jesus knew the word of God, and yet he still approached him with the word of God. See, we won't be able to outsmart him because he will outsmart us. He has already outsmarted us because we've been operating in his spirit and did not even know it. We have been disobedient to what God has told us to do. If you say you have not been disobedient, then I ask you, have you ever sinned? Have you ever been disobedient to God? That's the spirit of the devil. You have been possessed with the devil's spirit. All of us have did this now. So whenever somebody asks me, you believe people can be possessed? Sure. Have you ever been disobedient to God? Are you still being disobedient to God? Because if so, you're walking in the wrong spirit. You are not walking in the power and spirit of God. You're walking in the spirit of the devil. So now we are dealing with two spirits. Read verse three for us, Melvin. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past and the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Look at who he brought in. He said, we all have did this. He said, we have all been used by the spirit of the devil, fulfilling our flesh, walking and doing things God told us not to do. But we said, God, I want to do it anyway. I know it's not right, but this is what I love. This is what I want to do. We have been possessed with the spirit of the devil. There's two spirits. You either follow God 
or the devil. There are two spirits. So today is the time to examine yourself and see which spirit you're being used by. Are you being used by God or are you being used by the devil? Which one are you following? Which one? So now I want to read some stuff. I just wanted to introduce these to you. But now I really want to go to Ephesians chapter six. Yeah, let's go to chapter six. I like some things that Paul said in chapter six. Um, Ephesians six. And let's go down to verse 13. Now, he talks to children about being obedient. He talks to um, fathers and mothers. You know, he's talking to all of us about following God's plan. But now I want to show you something in Ephesians chapter 6. Let's pick up verse 13 now. Um, two comments. Um, Chelsea says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Thank you so much praise for the tuning, Lord. tuning in. Um, Bridget says, two spirits. You can't serve two masters. You will either hate one and love the other. And then mm -hmm. she also says, Holy Spirit, please dwell in me, guide me, teach me, and comfort me all of my days. You know, Very wise something, something I thought about um, right before right before this, this study, who out there is willing to follow God and obey him when they don't agree? Who out there See, this is how you're going to follow in the spirit of God. You're going to know when you disagree with God. Because some things God tells us, we don't agree with him. And in those moments, we decide whether we're going to walk in his spirit or walk in the flesh. The scripture tells us the spirit is willing you know, the spirit is willing to obey God. The spirit is willing to follow God. But the flesh, the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. There, uh, my, I heard my dad give, give an example one time. He talked about how we obey our flesh. And you might say, how do we obey our flesh? And he, and he told me, he said, if you go outside and it's cold out there, your flesh, as soon as you open that door and that wind hits you, your flesh is going to tell you, oh, my goodness, it's cold. You need something on. You need a jacket. You need a, a, a scarf. You need a, a, a something on your head, some earmuffs. You need all types of protection. It is too cold. It's 10 degrees out here. Your flesh will tell you, and you know what you're going to do? You're not going to say, you know what? <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not going out here with a jacket. No, you're going right back in and you're going to get that jacket. You will obey your flesh. You know what starts to happen when your stomach growls? <laughs> flesh starts talking to you. <laughs> your flesh starts telling you, I'm hungry and you need to do something about it. And so some people, they say, I get hangry. I start acting up. Yeah, you're listening to your flesh. That's what you're doing. You start mistreating people because you're hungry. But the Bible tells me, be angry and sin not. 
But because of your flesh, you're willing to hurt somebody's feelings. You're willing to lie on somebody. You're willing to do whatever it takes. You'll push somebody over. You say, look, I got to eat. Look, if, if we're in a cafeteria, look, I, I know y'all remember being in school. If you're in the cafeteria and you are so hungry, you don't care who's in front of you. You'll run right in front of them. <laughs> Say, man, they can wait. They had, you had breakfast already. You'll jump right in front of somebody else. Your flesh is talking to you. And you're being led by it. You're being controlled by it. Instead of putting your flesh in subjection. See, this is the reason Jesus said, look, except you can deny yourself. He said, you won't be able to be my disciple. There's some times you have to tell your body, no, not right now. No, you don't need this. No, I'm not doing that. There's some times you might get so upset with somebody. Your flesh says, man, I want to hit them. Sometimes you might get that mad. You want to hit somebody. Sometimes we get so mad, uh, an evil thought will come into people's mind and says, kill them. Wish evil on I hope they die. Think about what spirit that is. That's not the spirit of God. That's not the spirit. Of, there are two spirits. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me help you think about it this way. There are two different mindsets. There are two different ways of thinking. We've seen movies before, and on one shoulder, usually the right hand, the right-hand side, there'll be an angel. And on the left-hand side, there'll be a demon. To offer you two different spirits, two different perspectives, two different ways of looking at things. So this is why God says some things, and we say, I don't see it that way it's a perspective but the reason you don't see it is because you have not god's spirit you are not looking at it from the spiritual you're looking at it from the natural you're looking at it from the way the devil wants you to look at it let me let me let me tell you this there are times um even when a person appears that they're going to die i mean somebody we can watch somebody be sick for a long period of time, and we see their condition just seems to be getting worse and worse. I've told this story so many times. I remember a man, uh, I believe it was about two years ago now, uh, a man who had COVID. He ended up in the hospital. He was on the ventilators. I think he, I know it was above 20 days. And when people are on that loan, this man, they gave him less than a point one percent chance to live they felt he would die i even had a man who claims christianity he said man yeah it's not looking good i think he's going to die i said hold on brother hold on now i remember telling the man that i didn't know god was going to work this out i didn't know that but i believe he could i said hold on brother we have to realize he's able. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. There's things you haven't even thought about that God has the power to do. And the man ended up coming off the ventilator, getting out of the hospital. The man's still alive to this day. It's been two or three years ago. See, we're talking about operating under the spirit of God. This is a different way of thinking. 
this is a different way of thinking than what we're used to. You know, I had somebody talk to me. Uh, I was talking to someone else and we began talking about, uh, and a lot of people might not even know this, uh, but in scripture, even all the way back in the book of Genesis, you'll find it around chapter four, chapter five, you'll find how long these people lived at the beginning of time. Adam, the first man that God created, Adam lived to be 800, and I believe it was 830 years. Now today, Melvin, <laughs> we're lucky to make it to 30 years. We're lucky to make it to 60 years, to 50 years, to 70 years. We're blessed to get there. I don't want to use the word lucky. We're blessed. That's a better word for me to use. We're blessed to get there. But these people, they weren't thinking about death at 100 years. They weren't thinking about death at 60. Adam lived 830 years old. The oldest man to ever live, Methuselah, was eight, excuse me, 930 years. He was not 800, uh, 830. It was 930. Methuselah was 969 years. Oldest man to ever live. 969 years. But you know what people tell me, Mel? They say, I have a hard time believing somebody lived to, to see that age. That's what they tell me. And you know, my thought is, if you believe, if you don't even believe God can cause you to live 800 or 900 years of age, why do you believe, how do you believe that God is going to cause you to live in all of eternity forever. How do you think that? 969 years does not compare to eternity. It's not even close. And, and I know 969, we say that's a lot of years, but eternity is limitless. It's endless. It's forever. We, there's some holes in our faith. We have to start operating under the spirit but the reason why we are not following after the spirit of God is because we don't know the word. Let's pick up Ephesians chapter six. We're going to get into that. Ephesians chapter six and verse 13. We need God's word to increase our faith. So I, even before we get that, I, I said that because sometimes it's not God's will for certain things to happen. There are people that are sick. Sometimes it's not God's will for them to live on. But you know what? I have to believe with my, my last breath, God has the power to heal them. I believe they're going to be okay. That's what we should be believing. Because if God cannot heal the, the, the diseases we have right now, cancer, HIV, whatever disease we look at, uh, diabetes, if he can't heal this right now, why in the world would I believe he's going to cause me to live for all these years in eternity with no problems if he can't heal it right here? See, that's two different spirits. We have to be operating under the spirit of God, thinking from a godly perspective. But there's no way for us to think from a godly perspective without 
hearing the word. We need to hear the word. Let's let's pick up 13, man, before I keep going. Ephesians 6 and 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. We need the whole armor of God. This is the only way we'll be able to avoid the devil's spirit. He says, so that you can, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day. When the devil tries to put thoughts in your head, when the devil causes us to lose hope, he's trying to put his spirit in our minds. He's trying to give us that evil report telling us it won't work. You're going to fail. You're going to die. This is this bad is going to happen to you. That bad is going to happen to you. You know, that's the first thing we start thinking in any scenario, something bad. We don't think, well, I'm thinking good things are going to happen to me. I believe God's going to help me. That's not our first thought. Our first thought is I'm going to fail. I will not prosper. Because we're operating under the spirit of the devil, the spirit of doubt, the spirit of disobedience. That's what we're operating under. So he says, Paul talking here, he says, we need the whole armor of God. You know, if a person goes to war, to a battle, they have to put some armor on. If you go to war without putting armor on, you already lost. <laughs> you have no chance. A soldier, if they don't take their armor, if they don't take their weapon, they don't take their helmet, they don't take their boots. We've seen soldiers walk around with this stuff. If you don't take that to the battle with you, with your loss, because the enemy, the enemy is not leaving home without their weapon. The devil will not approach you to fight you without a weapon. I brought it up to you earlier. Look at what he approached Jesus with. The word of God. The word of God is our weapon. Look, you can look at the, the Ukraine battle right now. And I, I guarantee you, both people, both sides, Ukraine and Russia, and any allies that are, are with both sides, they have the same weapons. They're using guns. They're using tanks. They're, they're using um, um, some type of planes. They're using the same weapons. They're, as, as just as sure as they get access to the weapons, they're using the same weapons. The devil is going to use the same weapon that God uses. But what he's hoping is you don't understand the word of God. This is how we'll start walking and operating in the spirit of the devil. Like I, like I told, um, um, I've heard people say, how do I know that God is even real? Somebody asked me about that. How do we even know that God is even real? Person said, look, they can understand why, because there's not even any proof. You know, we need to hear the word of God to get us out of this person's walking in the spirit of the devil. I told the person, I said, you name for me one thing 
just look out, look around right where you are. E even if you're in the room of your house right now, room of your apartment, wherever you are, look around at the light bulb. Look around at the ceiling fan. Look around at the paint on the wall. Name me one thing in there that somebody did not create. They're the creator for everything around you. But us, someone had to create us. God did. See, we need to hear the word of God in order to get out of the spirit of the devil. So let's keep reading here because he's going to tell us about this spirit. But I, I want to get down to it. Let's read down there. All right, really quickly, Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, verse praise 14, um, stand mm -hmm. therefore, having your loins girt about with truth mm -hmm. and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now he's using all of these natural things. He's trying to tell us about the battle that we're faced with every day. The battle is which spirit are you going to obey? Look, if you don't believe these spirits are real, why are you still going to the liquor store and buying wine, buying alcohol? And on the liquor store, they told you wine and spirits. Usually it's somebody's name or, or, or the town that it's in. Uh, <laughs> Jackson's wine and spirits. They're telling you what it is already. You're going to pick up a different perspective. Somebody said, I act different when I'm on something. I, I think differently. I behave differently. I'm more free. I'm more relaxed. Yeah, it's a different spirit. But now, when are we going to pick up the spirit of God? We're picking up all these other spirits. Let us pick up the spirit of God. So he tells us now, he's using a battle because we're in a battle every day. We're that person in the movie where the angel's on one side and the demon's on the other side. It's a battle every day. If you recall those movies, the person that they're talking to, on one hand, they, they start to listen to the angel. And then as soon as the demon says something, they say, man, that sounds better. I'm going to do that one. <laughs> Never fails. They listen to the demon in the movie. But God is trying to show you something. We're listening to the devil every day, walking in the spirit of the devil, the spirit of disobedience. So he uses this physical battle here. And he tells us, look, clothe yourself with truth. How can you learn the truth if you don't know the word of God? If you haven't learned the word of God, look, this book is extremely big. I'm, I'm still not done learning. I'll never be done learning. Every day of our lives, we should be learning his truth. We should be learning his truth. But we choose not to. So he said, put on the breastplate of righteousness. If you were to actually live right, do you realize that protects you? He's talking about armor. Armor is used to protect you. There are so many of us right now falling into hard times, falling into financial issues, falling into sicknesses, falling into a lot of things because 
we're not protecting ourselves with the word of God. If we were following his spirit, following exactly what God said, we wouldn't get in some of the trouble that we get in. It's to protect us. But you know what we say, man? We say, I don't need somebody to tell me anything. <laughs> Lord, help us to walk in your spirit. Let's read, man. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Suppose we made peace with people. See, these things are in the spirit of God. Peace. That's what God wants you to, to have. But you know what? How many times have we seen people argue and get into a fight? What spirit are they under? It's not the spirit of peace. The scripture tells me, agree with mine adversary quickly. There's so many people who would not have lost their lives if they had just said, you know what, man? Look, I know you stole my $100. I know you lied on me. I know you did this. I know you did that. But you know what? You can have it. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go the other way. And we're going to leave it alone. But instead, somebody said, man, I'm going to show you something. Somebody said, man, you think, you think you're going to make a fool out of me? How many people have died this way? There's a reason he's calling these things armor. It'll protect you. It will protect you. Uh, I was told a story about a person, I believe it was two weeks ago now. Two or three weeks ago, I believe two weeks ago now. People had got into some type of altercation. This person had a gun on them and they died. They got shot and killed, had a gun on them. See, the devil is telling people, oh, you're protected if you have a weapon. That's what the devil is causing us to think. His spirit telling us this. But God says, you know what? Make peace with them. Look, despite your differences, look, just say, you know what? It's okay. You know, it's a misunderstanding. None of us have to lose our lives over this. Instead of us making peace, though, we follow what the devil says. You know, we have friends around us, Melvin. Uh, this especially happened in school. They, they see the bully come up and he bullies on you. And not a single one of them said, hold on now, that's my friend. Not a single one said anything on your behalf. But as soon as the bully leaves, they said, man, <laughs> ain't no way I let that happen to me. Now, if I were you, I would have did this. Watch them closely now, because that is the spirit of the devil talking in them. They're going to get you in some trouble. They're going to get you in some trouble. See, Jesus allowed some people to try to bully him, if you will. He made peace with them. But you know what? No one gets away with anything because the Bible tells us vengeance is the Lord's. You can't get away with anything. Look, I don't care if somebody stole millions of dollars. I don't care if they lied. If they kill, they will not get away from God. I don't care if they get away from the U.S. government. 
the Russian government, the Ukrainian government, they will not get away from God. But if you don't know his word, you won't know this. Some people, we think we have to get them back. But if you were to operate under the spirit of God, you would know. God is going to take care of it for me. Read, read the next verse here, man. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith mm -hmm. ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith. He's using all these things to let us know they will protect us. He said, you got to have faith. Look, even though so many problems, we think about a dart throwing a dart at you, or, or if you want to use an arrow, people shooting an arrow at you, that represents problems coming from every direction. He said, but if you just have faith, he said, all things are possible. Look, if you can believe, just have some faith. See, this is the spirit of God talking. The devil will put in doubt. As soon as you start to have doubt, well, I don't know if God's going to help me. I don't know if God's going to bless me. I don't know if God's going to take care of me. Uh, the, the, the times are rough right now, financially as well. Different diseases are out. You know, we can look at all kinds of problems and the devil will start to put in doubt. But he said, if you just have faith, this is the spirit of God. Now there's two spirits. So if you just have faith, you can be shielded from all the attacks of the devil. Anything he says, hallelujah. You won't have to waver. You won't have to stray away. You won't have to fall away. But every day of our lives, he's trying to throw in some doubt. What if God isn't even real? What if all of this is made up? What if it's all fake? That's the devil talking. He does not want you to learn this. He doesn't want you to get this because he knows this will shield you. He knows this will protect you. He knows this is your helmet. This is your vest. He knows this will protect you better than any gun, uh, any torpedo, any missile. This will protect you better than any of those things. He knows that. So, Read, read, keep reading for us, Mel. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword mm -hmm. of the spirit. Which the is, sword of the spirit, uh-huh. Which is the word of God. I'm trying to tell you, this is how we walk in the spirit of God. We need to hear his word. A sword is used to, uh, what we say all the time, I need this weapon to protect myself. That's what people say all the time. We ask, why, why'd you buy that gun? Why'd you buy that sword? Why'd you buy that knife? Why'd you buy that mace? You say, look, I did it to protect myself. <laughs> but who out there is saying, you know what? I'm into the word of God to protect myself. Who's saying that, Melvin? Who <laughs> out there is declaring that? This is to protect you. This is to allow you to walk in the spirit of God. I I'll tell you something. If you don't know God's word, you cannot walk in his spirit. It does not matter if you believe him. Let's go and get, I want to show you something. Let's go and get the book of 
Um, let's go to the book of Luke. Or no, no, I'll take that back. Let's go to the book of Matthew first. We might get to the book of Luke. Let's go to Matthew 16 and 16. I want to show you something. If you don't get the word of God, you cannot walk in his spirit. You cannot. I don't care how many times you've said, I plead the blood of Jesus. I don't care how many times you say, I believe in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the scripture tells me in the book of James, the devils believe also and tremble. The devil believes in Jesus Christ too. That's book. You got to know the word of God. Pick up the book of Matthew chapter 16. And Let's Simon, see what he's... Mm -hmm. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now this question came up. This question came up. Jesus asked his disciple. Now Jesus was still here on earth at this time. Jesus asked his disciple. He said, who, who do people say that I am? Look, some said Elijah. Some said one of the other prophets, Jeremiah. Look, they start naming all these different people. They said, somebody said, you John the Baptist. I mean, <laughs> they said all different things. But he turned around and said, who do you say that I am? Read that again for us in 16, Melvin. Simon's answer. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Son of the living God. God. Glory be to God. This is Peter now. You know who he's talking to? Talking uh, under the authority of the Spirit of God. Read what Jesus said to him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barzona, mm -hmm. for blessed for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but Who my did? Father, mm -hmm. which is in heaven. The Spirit of God. He said, not flesh and blood. You didn't go and pick this up in the science book, in the math book, in the encyclopedia. You didn't pick this up studying Greek words. He said, no. The Spirit of God revealed this to you. God is a spirit, the Bible says. He said, God revealed this to you. My father, which is in heaven, he revealed this to you. So now I want you to notice right now, Peter is operating under the spirit of God. But this changes. It can change rather so fast. So it does not mean I've been trying to tell people this for a long time. It does not mean anything. Because somebody stands up in church and they can sing well. That doesn't mean they're operating under the spirit of God always. They might have been in that moment. But I want to show you it changes so quickly. Read here for us, Melvin. Drop down to verse. Uh, no, keep reading there. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Drop down to verse 21. That's where I need to go. 21. Let's start there. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Now, this man was just operating in the spirit of God. He was just saying things 
that are of God, saying true things. He said, look, you're, you're, the, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. You're God manifest in the flesh. You are our savior. Jesus said, look, God revealed that to you. The spirit of God operating in his spirit. There's only two spirits. But now, after he has confessed that, don't think because you confess Christ that that's it. No, you have to continue walking in his spirit. Look at what Peter is going to say now. Jesus tells them, look, I've got to go to Jerusalem. I have to die and be killed. Look at what Peter said. Read for us, man, in verse 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Now look, now Jesus said something. Peter said, Hold on, Jesus. That's not going to happen to you. You don't have to be killed. You know, look, I'm not letting anybody do that to you. Not over my dead body. Because he loved him. Now he was just agreeing and talking and talking according to the spirit of God, having the right perspective or having the right mindset, having the right way of thinking. Now Jesus has declared something and it was not what he wanted. See, that's the reason I asked you earlier. Are you willing to obey God even though it's not what you want? Anybody, any of us can obey God when it's what we want to happen. But God is looking for some people who's willing to obey him, even though it's not what we wanted. That's when you really begin to walk in the spirit of God. Can you do that tonight? Are you willing? Are you willing to say, Lord, I need help? I'm not where I, I need to be, but Lord, I want you to help me to get there. That's the right spirit. That's the right spirit. Sometimes we call it the right attitude. It is. Read for us, man. Peter said, look, you, that's not going to happen to you, all right? But he turned and said and said unto Peter, get thee behind mm -hmm. me, Satan. Mm -hmm. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. Now you see what's happened here? He's no longer talking from the spirit of God. He switched just that fast. I'm trying to show you something here. Don't just hear someone speak and say, wow, they're following God. You have to continue. It, when things are not what you want, you still have to trust God. Peter didn't want Jesus to die. And I can assure you, all of us, we would, not, we would not have wanted Jesus to die because that was his friend. That was somebody he cared about. That was someone he's grown a relationship with. So Jesus not only rebukes him, who did he call him? Read that again for us, Melvin, that first part. Read what Jesus said. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. Satan, he said, you, you talking, you're saying what the devil wants you to say. You're thinking the way the devil wants you to think. This is Jesus, God Almighty, God manifest in the flesh. This is Jesus talking. 
He's called Peter Satan. He has called Peter Satan. He hadn't forgot Peter's name now. I want you to get confused. He hadn't developed amnesia and forgotten. He knows who he is, but he said, hold on, somebody else is talking to you. Get me behind me, Satan. He said, you're not thinking about what God wants. You're thinking about what you want. I'm trying to show you tonight, you cannot walk in the spirit of God if everything has to be about how you want it. If everything has to go your way, it's either your way or the highway. So he told Peter, get behind me. Get behind me. Read what he said in verse 24, Mel. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, mm -hmm. if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You have to be willing to deny yourself. In order to walk in the spirit of God, the reason we are not walking in the spirit, some of us don't have it. Some of us have it and are not walking in it because we are not willing to deny ourselves. This is the problem. We are not willing. Sometimes God says no, but everything is for our benefit. Look, if Jesus did not die, Peter would not have been saved. He was asking for something that was going to hurt him. If God is telling you no, he's protecting you. His word is to protect you. If he's telling you he doesn't want you to do something, it's to protect you. But a lot of times parents will tell their children, look, you can't get any ice cream. You can't get any candy and all of those sweets and snacks that you want. You got to eat some food first. And that child throws a tantrum. <laughs> child doesn't understand. Why can I not have it? Oh, mom, come on. Why? I really want the ice cream. Because I'm trying to protect you. Same with the child going in the street. Trying to protect the child. Look, you can have a dog. And that dog doesn't know any better. As <laughs> soon as that door opens, that dog flying out the house. <laughs> that dog running all over the street, running all in other folks' yard, tearing up trash in their yard. And that dog does not know. Look, those folks over there, up the road, those people shoot your dog <laughs> and throw them away somewhere. But your dog does not know that. So a person tries to keep the dog on the leash. They said, look, come over here. I'm trying to show you. Come over here. They tell the dog, look, don't go out in the street. They train the dog. The dog doesn't understand that. The dog does not understand. This is what God is doing to us. We don't understand why he's saying certain things. But he said, I'm trying to protect you. It's your helmet. It's your armor. It's your sword. It's to help you. If you walk in the spirit of God, life gets easier. I'm trying to tell you. People think, man, living for God is boring. It's no fun. It's miserable. It's sad. Look, I'm not so happy. Look, if I was, I'd go back to living how I used to live if I was sad. If I thought this was miserable, God's not forcing me to do this. I've got a choice every day I wake up. But I love this. 
And you would too. I didn't feel this way before I got into Christ. You would too if you started actually obeying him and not doubting him, not sometimes walking after the spirit of God. And then sometimes I'm going to do what the devil wants. And then the other time I'm going to follow God. And the other time I'm going to follow the devil. It's hard living like that. It's hard. It is hard living like that. The Bible tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When you're unstable, look, look, think about some people that you know who are unstable. You say, man, they get mad. You know, they'll blow up on somebody. You know, uh, they're, they're ready to fight people. You're scared all the time you're around that person. You're walking on eggshells. Hoping, man, I hope they don't kill me. You know, there, there's people who've been in, in uh, relationships, marriages and relationships with some, some person who is extremely unstable. And they're afraid for their lives. It's hard when somebody's unstable. It's hard to trust. See, if you are unstable with as it pertains to God, it's hard for you to trust him. You don't trust him. So he's trying to tell us tonight, walk in the spirit, receive his spirit. He wants to help you. He wants to help. Let me go and get one last verse in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38. He's trying to help us. He's trying his best to help us. But are you willing to listen? We've been doing it our way for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 70 years. We've been doing it our way for a long time, Mel. And we still don't have this thing figured out. We're still struggling. We're still making mistakes. But yet we think we got it figured out. God doesn't make any mistakes. He hasn't made a mistake yet. So I know, he, look, that's how I know when somebody has it figured out. They're not continually making all these mistakes. We're making mistakes left and right, saying, man, if I knew back then what I know now, there's no way in the world I would have did what I did. That was so dumb of me. That's what we're saying. That tells me we're not God. God is not surprised. So listen to someone who's been there. You know, we want to listen to all the celebrities and all the famous people and, and, and uh, the, the people in these high positions. Take it from God. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Look, he's a doctor. Look, we'll listen to a doctor. He's a lawyer. We'll listen to the lawyer. Look, he's everything we need. He's a soldier. He's all of it. He's did all of it. He went to, to war with the devil, battled them. He's every, every person we can look up to in this world. God is all of that. Why don't we listen to him? Read Acts 2.38 for us, Melvin, as we get out of here. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Look, we, we covered uh, water and blood last week. We're talking about the Holy Ghost tonight. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. And from there, continue to learn and read his word. 
The Holy Ghost won't work for you if you don't learn his word. It won't work for you. Because you need his work. They're in combination with each other. Look, get you a car. Go and buy you the nicest car in this world, but don't get any fuel in it. I don't care how many times you sit in there and turn the switch. Get you the nicest car you want and don't put a battery in it. Doesn't matter. Look, that's what the Holy Ghost and the Word of God is. They work together. You need both. You can't get away with, well, I'm going to just get one. <laughs> I'm going to just get one without the other. You need all of the above. You need the, the water baptism. You need to repent. You need the Holy Ghost. And you need to get in the Word. You can't think, I'm going to shortchange God on some of these. It won't work for you. I'll let you know right up front. You're wasting your time. It will not work for you. So if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, this you need to be doing that. If you say I've already been baptized, I'm asking you today, how were you baptized then? You can say, Well, they took me in the water. What did they say though? Did they declare you're baptized in the name of Jesus? If they did not, you need to do it again. If you're unsure about what I'm talking about, you can reach out, message. You don't have to do it openly over the chat. You can reach out. Be um, um, a private message. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, you need to do it. If you're not sure how, reach out. You need to receive it with evidence or speaking in tongues. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, reach out. Check out your salvation. This is serious business we're talking. God wants you to be saved, and I do too. So we're 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 about out of time. Um, I do want to make sure I answer any questions. If you guys have any questions, please ask because, um, you know, it, it's, it's for your learning. That's, that's the reason we're doing this. So if you're unsure, you know, you can ask publicly. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can always send a private message. Um, but it's all about you learning. We got to make sure we're under the right spirit every now and then. Uh, when somebody's uh, mistreating us, you know, blowing up on us, every now and then, Melvin, sometimes we say, man, you must have woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> and we're saying that, we're saying that because people are under the wrong spirit. Now, I didn't go and get it because there's a lot I won't be able to go and get. But I'll tell you this last thing, by the grace of God. There was an instance where people didn't accept Jesus and his own disciples. They said, look, should we call down fire from heaven and consume them? Should we pray that these jokers get killed? Should we wish something bad on them? Matter of fact, should we just go ahead and do it ourselves? He said, you know not what manner of spirit ye are of. He said, you don't know who you're, you're talking like the devil right now. Y'all are supposed to be my followers, but you talking about ways of the devil, the evil one, the, the, the spirit of disobedience is working in you right now. He said, I'm not coming to destroy men's lives. He's coming to restore, to rebuild, to replenish, 
to nurture us, to help us. So that's where we're at tonight. That's where we're at. Making sure we're operating in the spirit of God. At this time, man, we got any questions, anything we need to address? Uh, yes, we have quite a few comments. Uh, let me see. Um, well, Jeremy definitely, says, if, if we got a question, I want to hit that first. If we got a question, because okay, yeah, we do have a question. question. Um, All right, I want to hit that see. question. Let me go to that one. I don't want to overlook somebody's question. Somebody gonna get mad and leave and say, "Man, they ain't even answer my question." <laughs> okay, so I'll get the question first, and now and then I'll read the other ones. Um, Angela asks, "So if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit?" No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And um. Uh, God has a way uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day communication is the most important thing in this world communication now I'll, I'll say that's one of the most important things in this world because if we don't communicate with each other then nothing would get accomplished suppose you go to a job and uh, somebody speaks a different language than you, and they're trying to tell you, hey, I want you um, uh, to write this paper or wh whatever it is, take that trash out. I mean, it can be anything, but if you can't communicate with each other, you can't get the job done. So now I said that to say this, God, he tells us in the book of Romans, I believe the eighth chapter, he says, look, if any man have not the spirit of God, he is not of his. So now we have to receive the spirit first. Look, the apostles, the 12, um, and Judas killed himself, uh, but the apostles and disciples, none of them had the spirit of God, even though they believed. I better go and get that. Um, before I get that, pick up Acts chapter 2. Let's start here at verse um, 2. Let's start at verse 1. We'll start at verse 1. But great question, and I'm, I'll show you the answer to that, is no, if you have not spoken in tongues, you have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. That does not mean you don't believe in God. That does not mean you don't believe in Jesus. That just means you haven't received it yet. That's all that means. But you have an opportunity to do that. Now, if you don't believe me, will you believe the word? See, this goes to what I was talking to talking about tonight. There's times where people don't agree with something. But will you accept what God says on this matter? Even though it might not agree with what we think or what somebody else may say. Let's pick up verse one here, man. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, everyone is here. There's 120 people. I can show you that in chapter one, but I won't go back there. You pick it up when you get some time. Chapter one is 120 people. Peter, James, Matthew, look, all the, all the uh, 11, because Judas had committed suicide, and Jesus' own mother with his brother and sisters, uh, Mary herself. All in, all in chapter one, they're all here. Jesus told them to go here and wait for the Holy Ghost. So now, if they did not have it yet, you know, sometimes people today say, well, you just got to believe and ask him to enter into your heart and you already got him. 
Now, if that is true, tell me why these folks didn't have it. Because if anybody believed in Jesus, it's the folks that watched him be raised again after the third day. The, the people who beheld the nail prints in his hands, his mother who watched him be killed on that cross and then watched him return for above 40 days. If anybody believed in him, it was them. They had a strong, even stronger belief in him than what we could have had because they seen him until we get access to the spirit. So now they're all there on one accord, meaning they're there for one purpose. And I'll tell you what that purpose was. The purpose was to receive the Holy Ghost. Read verse two for us, Mel. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Sound. There came a sound. Communication is one of the most important things in our life. Communication. Now, Sounds are to do what? Communicate. I, I, look, I'll take my time and break this thing down to you. Sounds are to communicate. You know, I won't say that, but sounds are to communicate. You get in your car and you get at a stoplight and the person in front of you is on their cell phone, not moving. The sound you make, <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about tonight. Somebody got to say amen or something out there, man. They know what I'm talking about tonight. Sounds are to communicate. You hit that horn to tell them, hey, look up, man. <laughs> it's time to go. If you're about to get in an accident, if somebody's drifting into your lane, look, you're going to try to swerve. You're going to try to blow your horn. You're going to try to do a whole lot of stuff. Sounds are to communicate. Look, whenever you... Uh, <laughs> In your city, if you have an ice cream truck, you know what that sound is. That sound communicates to you. You don't have to see the truck. You can be in your room. Just as soon as you hear those sounds, you say, man, I know what that is. The, the fire truck has a distinct sound. The, the, the police car has a distinct sound. The ambulance has a distinct sound. I'm trying to show you something tonight. And suddenly there came a sound to communicate, good God Almighty, from heaven. See, this sound came from heaven. I'm trying to show you something tonight. Sound came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. Read for us, Mel. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. The sound, hallelujah, was in the tongue. Good God Almighty. The sound was in the tongue. I'm trying to tell you something tonight. The sound, this sound God gave. I see people try to tear this down and God gave. That's what Peter tried to do. God ordained that Jesus be killed. Peter said, hold on, Jesus. That's not going to happen. Somebody out there tonight, I already know because of experience, they disagree with this sound, but God already ordained it. I'm trying to tell you, walk in the spirit of God. Jesus is going to tell you, get me behind me, Satan. You become an offense unto me. If you disregard this sound, which is in the tongue, there were cloven tongues, split tongues. The sound was in the tongue. Just sit down and study this stuff. You'll see it. The sound 
was in the tongue, came from heaven. The sound is used to communicate. He's trying to tell them something. Let's see what he's trying to tell them. They'll read for us. And it said upon each of them. 120 people spoke in tongue. 120 people received the same sound, received the same sign. 120 people. It sat upon each of them. Read for it, Mel. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. All of them. What's the sign? Read for us, Mel. And began to speak with other tongues. Mm-hmm. As the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to use that sound. They began to speak in tongues. Right now, look, I know you might not have, uh, somebody out there might not have thought about this, but the words we make with our mouth is nothing but sounds. It sounds. I'm using sounds to talk to you right now, sounds that you understand. They began to speak. The scripture itself said there was a sound that came from him. They began to speak with other tongues. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how they received it. This was at the very beginning, the pioneers, the apostles, Jesus' own mother. Look, if he, if he didn't let his mother get away without doing this, I know I don't have an excuse in heaven. He's not a respecter of person, though. But I'm trying to show you, his own mama couldn't get away. His own brother, his own sister, his own apostles and disciples, all 120 of those people had to receive the same sign. I want to go to uh, Acts chapter 19, Melvin, because... Somebody's going to say, oh, that's only in one place. We'll deal with that, too. I'll take my time with this. Acts chapter 19, pick up verse 1 for us, Miller. Now, remember, because the answer to your question is yes. According to Scripture, they all began to speak with tongues. The Scripture said they all, every last one, 120 people all spoke in tongues. I want to show it here again. Acts chapter 19, read for us, Miller. And it came if we got to a pass. follow-up question on that, we need to get it, though. But uh, if there's not a follow-up question pertaining to that, then I want to read here. Okay. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Found some disciples now. That's who I'm talking to tonight. I'm talking to a, a group of people who are followers of God. Paul came and found some disciples. Look at what the man asked him. Read for his mail. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? My God. He said, I know you believe in him, but do you have the Holy Ghost? I know you believe, but do you have the Holy Ghost? See, this is a question that a real preacher now should be asking. A real preacher needs to be talking to you about this. Someone that God sent and equipped with an understanding of the word needs to be asking you about this. That's where we are tonight. Walking in the spirit of God, there's two spirits. And you will not know it if you don't get in this word. Read for us, Melvin. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? I think I skipped drop that down. verse. <laughs> drop, just, just drop down for me, because I just want to deal with the Holy Ghost. Drop down to verse 6. 
Verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Mm -hmm. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. And how many was it? And all the men were about 12. 12. All 12 of them. He said all. All of them were about 12. 12 of them now. Came and found them. He said, look, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? Look, I know y'all believe in Jesus. We're not arguing about that. I don't have to spend time to get you to believe that. He said, but have you received the Holy Ghost? He said, man, no, we haven't received the Holy Ghost. Laid hands on them, prayed with them, all 12 of them, glory be to God, spoke in tongues and received the same sound. I'm trying to tell you, every time the ambulance shows up at somebody's house, they're using the same sound they didn't change the sound they don't all of a sudden take the sirens off the fire truck I'm, you might not have known but they're different the fire truck has a different sound than the ambulance i'm telling you something now go back and look it up if you don't believe me so when the ambulance shows up at your at, at somebody's place or goes down the road they don't all of a sudden start using the police siren no, they use the sound that they're supposed to use. So I said that to say this, God is going to use the same sound. If he fills you with the Holy Ghost, he's going to use the same sound that he used in the beginning because this sound came from heaven. Same sound, and that sound is speaking in tongues. Now there's more on this we can talk about. There's always more. But to answer your question, if a person did not speak in tongues, then no, they do not have the Holy Ghost. Because that's how it happened in the scripture. So I pray that these words would uh, encourage anyone who has not to seek this experience. This happened over 2,000 years ago, and I guarantee you it happened to you. Happened to me. Happened to Melvin. Happened to a lot of people. I've seen it happen. I've experienced it happen to me. Look, I've seen people who've doubted and wondered, like, man, I don't know if that actually happened for me. I don't know if that's true. I said, well, try it out and find out for yourself. God feel. Some people, might it might take longer for them than others. But keep trying. See, this is the word of God. I, I want to go and get one more scripture. Go back to where we were, Acts chapter 2. I better go back and get that because sometimes, you know, the devil tries all kind of tricks and um little traps pick up verse 39 because some people acts 2 and 39 some people will try to say well that was back then and oh it doesn't happen for us now i'm gonna deal with that too while we on this because i'm not going to allow the devil <laughs> to cause you any of you to not be informed now you can make your decision but you're going to receive the information. Pick up 39 mil. Well, the promise is unto you. The promise. I want to deal with that promise. What is the promise? Go back to chapter one, Melvin, because I, I want to show you what that promise is. I don't because somebody's going to say, Oh, you're just putting that in the scripture. Oh, you just look, I'll show you everything that I'm saying. Pick up chapter, uh, chapter one, verse four. I want to show you what the promise is because Peter said, look, this promise is unto you, unto your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm going to show you what that promise is. Pick up verse 4, man. Acts 1 and 4. 
God promised you the Holy Ghost. He promised you that. Mm -hmm. And being assembled together with them, mm -hmm. commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. Uh huh. But wait for the promise of the Father. Mm -hmm. What's that promise? Read for us. Which saith he, ye have heard of me. Mm -hmm. For John truly baptized with water. But what? But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. He said, I'm promising you the Holy Ghost. Not long from now. Hallelujah. You shall receive. Ain't that what Peter said in Acts 2.38? He said, repent and be baptized every one of you. And the promise, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, you shall. That's what Jesus told him. He just repeated what Jesus said. So now I want to go back. Now that we've established what the promise is, pick up verse 39. Because I, I want to make sure I deal with it all. I'm going to break it all down to you. Acts 2.39. For the promise is unto you. The Holy Ghost is unto you. Who else is it for? Your children. Mm -hmm. And to all that are far off. And anybody else. I don't care what country they're in, what state. Look, it doesn't matter. What continent. He says for all of them. Who else, ma'am? Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Anybody that God called, this is for them. So if you feel God has called you tonight, this is for you. We don't have to live beneath our privileges. This is for you. We got anything else, Mel? Uh, no other questions, but I uh, do want to read. the. Uh, Angela says I'll, she'll message the rest. Um Jeremy says, awesome. Thank the Lord I was able to join. And I thank the Lord that you were able to join too because um, powerful message each and every week. Um, Chris says, hey, brothers, hope all is well. God bless. God bless, God bless you, you too. Thank you for joining. Cynthia says, amen. Um, Amy, um, going back to when we were talking about the conflict, she says, I was just telling my friend that I don't like to argue because I don't feel like myself during conflict. And it's definitely, um, you're not, it's the devil, the spirit of the devil, because everything we see Jesus preach, um, it revolves around peace. When Peter tried to, when Peter cut the ear off of the, one of the soldiers, he said, no, that, you know, that's not how we do it. And he put the ear back on. It was always peace. Um, Tony mentioned it earlier, said, agree with your adversary quickly. A lot of people lose their lives because of arguments, because of ego, because trying to get the last word, you know, trying to look the biggest, but he always preached peace. Um, Amy says this Bible study was meant for me. I needed this message and we all needed this message. At one point in time, we'd fallen victim to sin, disobedience, having the spirit of the, of the double. Um, Bridget says unstable. You never know how they're going to act. And that is definitely true. Um, and she also says combo deal. Um, I believe that's in reference to having both the spirit, um, the, the Holy Ghost and being water baptized. You, you need both of them. Uh, read Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10. One group had the Holy Ghost without baptism. One group had the baptism without the Holy Ghost. And you need both of them. Even in um, Acts chapter 19, when we were just in, where um, they, uh, Paul asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And then he asked them, how then were they baptized after they said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He didn't leave it at the Holy Ghost. He asked them also, well, how then were you baptized? And after they received the Holy Ghost, they then got baptized after that. We didn't get it 
And a lot of people will call that crazy, especially speaking in tongues. I remember um, Tony saying one of his friends said, oh, man, you, y'all be speaking that gibberish or something like that. And one place in the scripture, it said God chose the foolish things to confound the wise because this sounds foolish. Being baptized, getting the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, in Acts chapter two, we didn't get it, but a little bit after they received the Holy Ghost, um, over a hundred something people were speaking in tongues and people thought they were drunk because they didn't understand it. But we we have to get both of those things. Um, let me see. I think we had another comment. David says to be saved, we must be born again. And just like in the physical, when a child is born, there is evidence of a noise that there is life. It's the same way in the spiritual birth, there will be evidence of the new birth, the spiritual birth. That is definitely true. When a baby is born, they cry. God uses oh, the Yes, God uses the physical things to help us understand the spiritual things. Just like that baby was in that water in his mother's womb. We, we have to go through the water. When we come out the water and get the get gift of the Holy Ghost, we have to make a sound to show that we're now li- alive in Christ. You know, so many people say all you have to do is believe. <laughs> well, that's covered in Acts chapter 19. Paul went to the upper coast of Ephesus and he saw some disciples, people that believed that were following God. So if that were the case, that they would have already been saved, but they weren't. They say we have to confess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We covered that too. When Jesus said, people say I'm this, people say I'm that, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That is a confession, but he still wasn't saved. He still had to get get the Holy Ghost. And we see how he grew up, so to say, because that that is he that's talking right now that we're reading Acts chapter 38, Acts chapter two, verse 38 and 39. This is Peter after he had gotten the gift of the Holy Ghost and been baptized. So you can believe, but you have to act on it. It's more than just a confession. So um, I believe that is all of the comments. So I thank each and every single one of you guys for tuning in. We got a lot of comments, uh, all great ones, um, great question. And I always encourage the questions because I guarantee that somebody has that same question. If I never speak in tongues, do I not have the Holy ghost? Nicodemus had a question. What do you mean to be born again? Do I have to go back into my, my mother's womb? Now, that sounds crazy, but I'm glad that he asked it because some people will try to be smart and say that today. You know, we love to read John three and 16, but let's back it up. Read verses one through five. Cause Jesus tells us, what we have to do to be saved. That was a great com- conversation that he had with Nicodemus. And I thank God that is there for our learning, for our example, what we should be following. So again, I thank you guys for tuning in. Well, we had a lot of comments. Thank you to David, Kiara, Casey, Angela, Daniel, Chelsea, Bridget, Sister Rosie, Jeremy, Amy, Chris, and Cynthia. Thank you guys so much for commenting. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies 
every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a great topic each and every single week. We would love to have you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy. And again, counted all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And thanks once again for tuning in.